Good evening and welcome to another episode of Quotes Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chauhan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. Starting with a brief update on the constitution bench hearing the case related to the minority status of Aligarh Muslim University. The bench comprises CJI Chandra Chud and Justices Sanjeev Khanna, Surya Kant, J.B. Pardewala, Dipankar Datta, Manoj Mishra and Satish Chandra Sharma. Today was the sixth day of the hearing. The union government continued with its arguments today. Solicitor General Tushar Mehta said that AMU was made a university in the year 1961. Otherwise, it was an institution. He referred to Article 15 of the Constitution saying that the last part of Article 15 Clause 5 is an exception to the Equality Clause and therefore the test to decide the university to be a minority would have to be a very strict one. He further said that if AMU being the finest university would not have reservation for SC, ST, OBC and would have at least 50% reservation for Muslim class, so a deserving candidate of SC, ST would not have reservation but a person having economic strength at his command based on religion would have a reservation. And that, he said, was the reason for filing petitions before the Allahabad High Court. Further, senior advocate Rakesh Devedi argued for the respondent's side. He delved into the narrative that all universities established prior to independence could not be minorities. Elaborating his point, he said the governor general held ultimate authority then, saying that university was established by Muslims is different from saying it was established by the governor general representing Muslims. There is a distinction between the words by and for. Even today, he said, if parliament passes an act for tribals to establish a university, it does not mean the university was set up by the tribals. In such cases, they typically change the status as in the case of changing from Mohammedan Anglo-Oriental College, that is MAO, to AMU. Senior advocate N.K. Kohl also argued today on behalf of the respondents. Arguments in the matter will continue tomorrow. To read the arguments in detail, please visit livelaw.in. In a significant development, the Supreme Court today called for the publication of review committee orders concerning internet shutdowns in Jammu and Kashmir. This observation was made by a bench of Justices B.R. Gawai and Sanjay Karol in response to an application filed by the Foundation for Media Professionals pressing for compliance with the court's judgment of May 2020. In this ruling, the Supreme Court had directed the formation of a special committee to assess the necessity of internet restrictions in the Union territory of Jammu and Kashmir. An important ruling has come from the Supreme Court which explains an important provision of the SCST Act, Section 3, Clause 1, Subclause 9. This states that anyone who is not a member of scheduled caste or scheduled tribe assaults or uses force against a woman from these communities intending to dishonor or outrage her modesty can be sentenced to imprisonment up to a maximum of five years along with a fine. The Supreme Court has observed that conviction for the offense cannot be sustained if the act of outraging the modesty of the woman was not committed on the ground of caste. 
In this case, the allegation was that the prosecutrix or the complainant was engaged for household jobs by the accused who tried to outrage her modesty while she was doing the household chores. The man was convicted by the trial court for offences under IPC and the SCST Act. Further, the High Court upheld the conviction under the SCST Act but discharged the accused for the offences committed under IPC. So he preferred an appeal before the Supreme Court. For using the case record, the court observed that a plain reading of the section makes it clear that the offence of outraging modesty should be committed with the intention that the victim belonged to the scheduled caste category. It further said in the present case that even from the highest allegations of the prosecutrix, the offending act was not committed by the accused with the intention that he was doing so upon a person belonging to the scheduled caste. Accordingly, the appellant was acquitted. And now coming to an update from Kerala where death sentence has been awarded to 15 persons for the first time. All of them, members of the Popular Front of India's political wing, SDPI, were found guilty by a Kerala court for the murder of BJP leader and lawyer Ranjit Srinivasan in December 2021. Ranjit was the leader of BJP OBC Morcha and was brutally hackled to death in his house in front of his family members. According to the prosecution, his killing with a sword was in retaliation to the murder of an SDPI state secretary, K.S. Shan, the night before. Earlier this month, the additional sessions court Maveli Kara had found them guilty in the case and the sentence was pronounced today. The court found that the offence of murder was proved against the first eight accused and the other accused were found guilty of criminal conspiracy. While hearing a public interest litigation with respect to environmental issues in the Taj Trapezium zone, the Supreme Court today asked the CEC to examine whether the road construction proposed for the state of Uttar Pradesh could take place without felling the 3,874 trees. The state had filed an application for felling of 3,874 trees on the basis that they would be affected by the proposed construction of Agra Jalisar Ita Road in the state. Calling the state's application vague, the bench of justices Abhay S. Oak and Ujjal Bhuya deprecated the manner in which the same had been filed and said that the court would not allow trees to be cut so easily. It directed the state to provide a sketch of the proposed alignment of the road, demarcating the 3874 trees and requested the CEC to ascertain within one month whether without compromising on the alignment of the proposed road, if it was possible to save a few of the trees. While listing the application for 12th March, the court suggested that in the meantime, the state should ensure that the divisional forest officer provides a report on the feasibility of moving the trees. The state was also directed to present evidence indicating the locations for compensatory afforestation. The Madras High Court today commended the Tamil Nadu government's efforts to bring out a policy for the welfare of the LGBTQ community. Justice Anand Venkatesh, who has been passing a series of directions in an attempt to remove the stigma associated with the LGBTQ community, said that the policy reflects the state's ongoing dedication to inclusivity and empowerment. He acknowledged the policy's nuanced approach to services, inclusion and sensitization 
anticipating that it would create a supportive environment and broaden outreach programs. Some of the features of this policy titled the Tamil Nadu Gender and Sexual Minority Policy are that it recommends horizontal reservation in education and employment for transgenders and intersex persons. It ensures that employees joining an establishment do not lose their jobs after their legal transition to a different gender identity. It allows changes in legal name and gender based on state or central transgender ID cards without insisting on additional documents. And the policy also protects the LGBTQ plus persons against harassment by birth families and short stay shelters for such persons. The court has granted three months to the state to hold a larger consultation with the stakeholders and to expand the committee so that the interests of the trans community are better addressed. In another update, the Supreme Court today extended the interim stay granted to the Vice Chancellor and other officials of the Sam Higginbottom University of Agriculture, Technology and Science in the case pertaining to the alleged forceful religious conversion of a woman to Christianity. The bench of Justices Anirudh Bose and Sanjay Kumar was hearing an SLP filed against an order of the Allahabad High Court which refused to quash the FIR lodged against the appellants. They have been accused of persuading a woman to adopt Christianity by offering her a job and other allurements. The bench directed the state of Uttar Pradesh to file a counter affidavit within one week. Also, let me tell you, last week, the apex court had quashed the criminal proceedings in a cheating case against the principal of Bishop Johnson School and College Prayagraj which is also under the same management. There were also some heated exchanges between the council representing the parties in the court today. You can visit our website to read the same in detail. And lastly, the Delhi High Court today reserved the judgment in a public interest litigation against Facebook India, now Meta, to immediately take measures to stop use of its logarithmic features that allegedly promote hateful and harmful content against the Rohingya community. The plea has been moved by two Rohingya refugees who fled Myanmar due to ethnic violence and have been residing in the national capital for the last two to five years. A direction is sought on Facebook to actively train the algorithms to ensure polarizing and extreme content in Indian languages is not suggested to viewers in India and to replace the current ranking system which gives priority to hate speech and volatile content. Appearing for the petitioner, senior advocate Colin Gonzalez contended that Facebook as a social media platform abets as well as magnifies hateful content against the Rohingya community. He alleged that Facebook is the propagator of hate speech. On the other hand, senior advocate Arvind P. Datar, appearing for Facebook, sought dismissal of the plea by submitting that no reference had been made in it as to how the guidelines put in by the social media platform were ineffective. A division bench comprising Acting Chief Justice Manmohan and Justice Manmeet Pritam Singh Arora reserved the order and indicated that it would either direct the plea to be treated as a representation to the central government or it would give liberty to the petitioners to approach Facebook with their grievances. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. 
Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.